0: So at U2000 uh, retreats and at many retreats that we hold here as well, uh, we like to give the individual blessing with the Blessed Sacrament. And it can be a very special moment, uh, often a high point for many people, because it's a, pers- a real personal encounter with the Lord, you know. So the priest uh, wears what's called a humoral veil, so it's like a, a short, short cloak, I guess, uh, which use them for holding the monstrance as a sign of, of, of reverence for the monstrance, as a sign of this isn't something common that we just grab and throw around the place. This is something that's it's even held with a special a special liturgical vestment. You know that, that's how special this is. That's that's the kind of reverence that this deserves, is that the, the kind of reverence that, that this deserves. Uh, often as well, if possible, the Blessed Sacrament will be accompanied by two altar servers holding candles. So again, the purposes we're underlining how special, how powerful, how uh, unique this this is. That now the Lord, the God of the universe, would stand before me and bless me individually. And as I say, it can be a very powerful moment. Uh, some people uh, have this particular gospel in mind. So the the woman with the hemorrhage, who just wants to catch the hem of the Lord's garment, so just the edge. Of his, of his clothes. If I can just touch... I mean, this is... That's, it's beautiful faith. It's very simple. It's a very simple faith in a way. But a, a very beautiful faith. If I can just touch even the edge of his clothes. I, I, I don't need like a souvenir. I don't need a, a relic. I just need to just touch him. Even, not even him, but his clothes. That would be enough for me. That's the level of her faith. And so there's... Uh, if you've ever been to Jerusalem, the, the, the streets are... They feel about as wide as your average house corridor I mean, they're not wide. They weren't designed to be wide. They weren't. They were designed for people walking up and down. They weren't designed for two lanes of traffic. You know. So, if you've ever been there, <clears throat> the the shops, the those who sell clothes and food and animals and uh, sandals and they're, everything is really close to you when you're walking uh, down the streets. It's it's a. It's you wouldn't want to be claustrophobic. Now. Um, I went there, it's a long time ago since I've been there, but I remember that, that, that feeling of just this constant noise and constant chatter and people trying to get your attention and get you to buy some things carved out of olive wood. Or So, so you're walking through this street, right? And I can almost imagine people pushing in from all sides. And in that moment, then Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? And you can imagine the apostles getting jostled while they're talking to him, you know, saying, uh, Jesus... I'm not sure if you noticed, like, there there are people everywhere here. Uh, how can you say who touched you? Uh, practically everybody did. <laughs> I mean, uh, but he looks around. And he looks steadily. He's he's looking around because he, something has happened. And this woman comes forward, not not having stolen something, but having expressed faith. And it's as if it's as if that trust, that faith, that, that's like the the key. That grants her this grace. That she, she comes with trust. And because of her trust, she's granted what she asked for. There's something very, very, if you will, simple and beautiful about that. Because, again, this is, this is also my story then. If I come to the Lord with trust, then the Lord will not leave me empty handed. Jesus says to St. Faustina, number 548, if you want to read it afterwards. Number five, four, eight. Your duty will be to trust completely in my goodness. And my duty will be to give you all you need. Your duty is to trust me. And then my duty. It, 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 you know, again, this is Jesus speaking here. What's his duty? He can do whatever he wants or not do anything if he wishes. But he, he's saying he, he's going to make this his duty to give you everything you need. I am making myself dependent on your trust. (coughs) I am making myself dependent on your trust. If your trust is great, then my generosity will be without limit. If your trust is great, then my generosity will be without limit. Very often, people who who are social workers are work in that kind of a field, come across, as a priest as well, something similar, you come across very tragic situations where the problem, the problem maybe is, is, is the person and their environment and the addictions and everything going on there. But what's so saddening is that you may actually have a solution. You may have a solution, but the person doesn't want to let go of the life they know uh i mean i remember some of the so some of the okay, well, I, I, I think i can tell this story yeah some of the, the franciscan friars who come here they work with a lot of people who are in difficult circumstances and you know like if if if, if these kids if 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 they if they manage to finish school right and then if, if they just try just try and finish school get some sort of an education and then do some sort of a course afterwards then you have the possibility, the option of employment and a bit of financial security. You don't have to rely on social welfare. You, there's a lot you can do. Your options start to open. You know, then maybe if you can live somewhere else if you wish. You, 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 know, you have now more options and more choice. But often what happens is, is people don't want to let go of what they know. And so they stay where they are. And then that cycle of... Uh, difficulty and difficult financial circumstances and difficult family circumstances just continues and continues and continues and you can see the solution it's right in front of you but if people do not trust you if people do not trust god if people do not trust others they'd rather stay where they are because it's it's familiar and then they they stuck Even though the options are there, so you can see how how Jesus would say, like, if if we trust in Him, then this is this is for all of us. Like, also in my life, if God makes Himself, Jesus makes Himself dependent on my trust. If my trust is great, then His generosity will be without limits. He will provide for what I need, not necessarily what I want, and not necessarily in the time frame that I want, but He will provide for what I need. It's back to that question: Do I trust Him? Do I trust Him? Do I? because I know I should, and I know I've heard about it, and I know every year we hear about the Lord's passion, death, and resurrection at Easter, and every time we come to Mass, we see the cross, and we're reminded of God's goodness, but ultimately it comes back to that question, do I trust him? Do I? Because if I don't, I'm probably going to stay stuck, because the Lord could say, look, okay, we have, here, here, here's the plan, here's the plan, you know, here's the university, or here's the, the, the relationship that, that I've marked out for you, or here's the... whatever it is. And we'll say, oh, I don't know, I don't know, Jeannie, and, and then nothing changes. Or he might highlight something within you that needs to change. Maybe maybe in your heart of hearts, you know you're being called to, to, to pray more sincerely, or pray more often, or get up earlier and and, and, and start your day with prayer, or or finish your day earlier, and finish your day with prayer, or whatever, it, it'll completely depend on, 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 on your relationship with him. But do I trust him enough to do what he asks? And this is, this is a big question. Do I trust him enough? The other part of our gospel today, it starts with the story of Jairus' daughter. Jairus comes to Jesus and says, my daughter is dying, can you come quickly? And he's on the way there. And then he meets the woman with the hemorrhage and heals her because of her faith. And then the story with Jairus' daughter continues. Uh, They come to him and say, she's dead. You don't need to come anymore. Um, There's nothing that can be done. And Jesus knows, obviously, what's going to happen. He knows what all this is about. But... He says, she's not dead, she's asleep. And everyone laughs, understandably. And Jesus proceeds to work then, a miracle, not just of healing a lady's great pain for years and all of the the, the trauma and the rejection and the, the fear that she had gone through because of that hemorrhage. He now raises a girl from the dead. And everyone sees this. And it's such a confirmation of what our faith in Jesus can do. It can heal the wounds, the hurts, the memories, physical and psychological. It can actually bring us back to life. Our faith in Jesus, our trust in him can bring us back to life. I'm not sure if you've ever been through uh, a period where you just almost felt dead inside, where it's just every, every day is is heavy and every day is you just want the, you just want the next you just want that day to end and yet it 's not like things are going to be better tomorrow anyway so it's an awful place to be where you just go from heaviness to heaviness darkness to darkness just lack of clarity to lack of clarity you 're just not sure what you're supposed to do or how to fix it and in those moments like if when, when, when we're when we're helpless, to call out to the Lord in trust and to continue calling out to the Lord in trust, to keep calling out to the Lord in trust until we see his footsteps, until we we hear his word, until we feel his consolation. The Lord has promised these, these things are always so important that we hear and that we know and that we believe. Jesus promises us. It's a divine promise that if we trust him, he will give us everything we need. If we trust him, he will give us everything we need. So if my trust is damaged or if it's hurt or if it's not what it should be, Lord, help us to decide today to trust you, to trust you as you deserve to be trusted, to trust you as you have proven that you can be trusted. And if we need to say it over and over again, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Until we believe it, well, so be it. Let each one of us experience the Lord's healing, the Lord lifting us up, and the Lord giving us new life through his grace and our accessing it through our faith. Amen.